0: This is the Future Self Estate Planning Podcast. Your place for financial and estate planning tips and so much more to make your future self your biggest fan. He's your host, Robert Ingalls. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Future Self Estate Planning Podcast, your resource for weekly doses of inspiring and actionable content to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Check back every Friday for fresh episodes designed to make your future self your biggest fan. This week's episode has quickly become one of the most important emerging issues in the estate planning world. What happens to your online presence when you pass away? A decade ago, you couldn't walk across the college campus without hearing, yo, Facebook me, like 10 times. And now everyone's grandmother is there. And it's not really surprising how quickly that generation picked up Facebook either. It is literally an octogenarian's dream come true. They now have the ability to see where everyone is, what they're doing, who they're doing it with, from the comfort of the couch. No more calling you to ask if you're eating enough. You look very thin, Jacob. Are you eating? Now they can just leave it as as a wall post on your wall and and then sign their name just to avoid any confusion. But the point really is everyone's there and they're creating an ever increasing presence with every post, every like, click, snap, tweet. So what happens to all that information, those pictures, those ill-advised 3am soapbox rants that you went on? Where does all of that go? Who owns all of that? So recently I stumbled across this website called Eternamy.com. It's a play on the word eternity. And their whole game there is to scrub your social profiles, your online presence, and put together essentially an avatar of who you are. And they're claiming that they can put together a responsive avatar of who you are that can answer questions. Not exactly the technological singularity, uh, but definitely step one. And if you don't know what the singularity is, it's what Sheldon Cooper's always talking about. Um, We'll do a completely different show on that topic. But we're putting more information out there every second. Right now, my voice, my words, my cadence is living in the cloud forever. And I fully expect that Eternamy aims to take advantage of that. I'll tell you though, I gotta say that knowing that people will be listening and asking for my opinion when I'm dead is not a terribly upsetting idea for me. So let's dive right in. Facebook. They're really leading the charge in in every way. I mean, They're ahead of the game in every way in social media and it's not even close. Um, What happens to your Facebook account after you die? There really are two options. The account gets deleted or the account gets memorialized. So let's talk about that. If you can go onto your profile and go under Legacy Contact and tick a box that says delete the account. That way, as soon as they're notified that you've passed away, the account becomes deleted. No one gets to make any decisions. It just gets deleted. And then there's option two to memorialize your account. And really what a memorialized account is, is it's not a live page anymore. It still exists there, but no one can post from the page as you. They can't accept friend requests. They can't, um, nothing new gets added to the page. One of the unique things about Facebook is they've given you the ability to choose a legacy contact. And what that legacy contact can do is they can take over a management style of your page. They could actually accept friend requests on your behalf. They could pin a post to the top of the page. Um, However, they cannot post on the account as you. And more importantly, I think for most people is they can't see your messages. So all of your private messages are going to still be off limits to anyone that doesn't actually have your username and password. One thing to keep in mind, and there are some differences across the accounts, but the basic information is similar. When you're making a request to have an account deleted, you're going to want to have things like birth certificates, marriage licenses, household documents such as bills, notarized documents, maybe an obituary that names an Mexican, a death certificate. There's a number of documents that you're going to want to put together in order to prove that the person has passed away and that you are an appropriate contact to make the request. The next real big social media account is Instagram. Now, Facebook acquired Instagram in 2012, and since then, the two social media accounts have really deployed very similar terms when it comes to deceased account holders. However, the glaring difference there is gonna be the absence of a legacy contact on Instagram. Like Facebook, though, the same two options still exist to either delete the account or memorialize the account. You can request that an account be memorialized. You can go into Instagram account and click on the little gear symbol at the top and go into the help desk. And you can file a report to have someone who has been, who's deceased have their account uh, deleted at that point. However, the difference between Instagram and Facebook is you can't go in prior. You can't make any decisions prior through Instagram that will be effective after you've passed away. And that's why this is one of the emerging areas in the estate planning world, is the sites aren't catching up quickly enough. They're not listing in their terms and conditions how these accounts are going to be handled. Essentially, they're either going to stay there forever or they're going to get deleted. That's what an estate plan can do. though. You can dictate in your terms of your estate plan how you would like these things handled. If you want them deleted, have them deleted. If you want them to pass to someone else, like if it's an account that you think you can monetize that might be worth something, you can pass that on in your will. And to be fair, this really is one of the largest platforms, though, because they have their fingers in so many different pies, and that's Google. But similar to Facebook, Google does offer account holders the option to decide how they want uh, or how they'd prefer for their accounts to be handled in the event of their passing. Information on designating a third-party administrator can be found on Google's website in their terms and conditions, and we'll put that in the show notes. It'll also be on the blog that you can click on. However, if you choose not to designate a third party administrator and you don't leave any options for how it will be handled, then there's really gonna be three options. Um, If your executor of your will or family member goes to the court and gets uh, proper documentation, you can have your account permanently deleted, all the contents permanently deleted. Um, second, a family member or executor can request access to an account. However, Google really stands up for your privacy in these situations. And in absent a, a strong court order on that, Google is not going to give them access to your account. If they don't have your... Uh, express consent to have access, Google's not going to hand it over. And I, I can really appreciate that as someone with a number of social media accounts with a lot of personal information on Facebook, on Google, um, I'm glad they're really standing up because I look at that issue the same as I do any Fourth Amendment issue. I mean, that's, those are, that's your places, that's your personal effects, and those should be covered under privacy. So your next large one is going to be YouTube. And YouTube was purchased by Google in 2006. And I don't know, most people haven't even signed up for an actual YouTube account in years because now when you sign up for Google, you get your own YouTube account that's associated with your Google account. You don't have to sign in twice. However, the distinction here that to keep in mind is that if you delete your Google account, that does not delete the corresponding YouTube account. You still have to go in separately. Even though you may have not actually remembered even creating it separately, you have to go in separately and delete that account as well. The real difference with YouTube in this situation is unless you delete that account yourself or someone has your username and password to delete that account, it's very likely that that account's just kind of gonna float out there in perpetuity, however, YouTube does have uh, an official support page where they discuss their rules and their terms and conditions, and they reserve the right to remove inactive accounts. However, uh, based on my observation, their methods of choosing which inactive accounts and videos are removed seem to be arbitrary at best. So Twitter is a very large platform. It's losing some popularity as of late. I think a lot of that has to do with their failure to really move forward. Uh, They made a big change lately in their platform, but it seems like it was a little late. I like Twitter. I think it's a really good place to share information and interact uh, with with your followers. But one of the problems I run into there is it's very noisy. If you follow more than a handful of people, it's just it's a very loud place and everyone's vying to get your attention. Um, So I think that if they really address that issue uh, the way Facebook did. Facebook. Uh, p- business owners, probably myself included, got a little agitated when it became so difficult to get our content in front of the people that we wanted to see it. But I understand it because when it's easy to get your content out there, everyone's yelling in your face. Um, and Facebook really solved that problem. I think it was the right thing to do. And, and I really want to see Twitter go in that direction as well. So when we look at Twitter's terms and conditions, we have a policy that says that they reserve the right to delete any account after six months of inactivity. However, just if you a quick search of Twitter accounts shows that they don't really proactively enforce that rule. Now, per the Twitter policy they will not provide access to accounts regardless of the relationship absent a court order or if public policy demands uh, such. And that's really done on a case-by-case basis. I think that they decide in-house. But if we look at their terms and conditions, Twitter will respond to a request to have an account deactivated. And to do that, you just go to their website to submit a request to have an account removed. And after you submit a request, they're going to send you detailed instructions by email. Now, based on their guidelines, in certain instances, Twitter will remove images of deceased users upon family member's request. Now, a distinction that you have with Twitter is that once a username has been claimed, a new account can never be claimed under that name again. So, you know, if I do Robert B. Ingalls, then no one can ever come behind me and get that. Even if I delete my account, deactivate my account, anything, no one's ever going to get that again. I think that could create a situation down the road where people have trouble coming up with new innovative names on Twitter. Robert B. Ingalls, 193145. Um, moving on to Pinterest, that is an exploding platform right now. Initially, it was really looked at as a female centric platform, and men were very hesitant. You would talk to men about Pinterest, and they were very hesitant to even discuss using it. Um, it was just very much considered a female platform, but I, I disagree completely. I've used Pinterest for a number of years, and it's a phenomenal resource for, you know, if you're doing any construction on your home, you're looking to paint your home. If you're looking for style tips, it's an amazing place. Honestly, one of my favorite things to use Pinterest for is recipes. The amount of recipes there is mind-blowing. I say check that out. Another thing that really interests me about Pinterest and I think is going to make that platform blow up in the future for advertising is the ability to know what someone's doing in their life at the moment. Facebook's been using that idea for years, gathering your information and allowing advertisers to use targeted ads and put a targeted ad right in front of the person they want to see it. I think Pinterest is gonna kind of change the game there because Pinterest is gonna step in and they're going to advertise based on mood. I mean, think about it. When you're sitting there in front of your computer, you're pinning certain things based on the mood you're in. And think about being able to advertise to someone right that second. One thing to take note of is Pinterest does ne- never allows accounts to actually be deleted, only deactivated. And if you've passed away, a family member and executor can send a request to Pinterest at care@pinterest.com. And similar to Twitter, the username of deactivated accounts will never be available for new users registering for an account going forward. Moving on to Snapchat, this really is one of the major platforms that is exploding today. Many people are dismissing it much like they did Facebook 10 years ago, but the numbers are there. Snapchat's already a major player in the game and is gaining popularity every day. And as the service expands and gains a wider audience, I would expect that their terms and conditions are going to evolve. But as it stands, Snapchat really doesn't address the issue of deceased users. It's Due to the fleeting nature of Snapchat, the images appear briefly and they disappear forever. And and Snapchat just really hasn't chosen to define those clear guidelines for deleting the account. Um, Right now, no real process exists to memorialize or request deletion of an account. However, there's a couple workarounds that you can try. You can get in touch with Snapchat in their help section. You can send them an email and kind of tell them what the situation is. I haven't seen if that's worked out for anyone or not. If anyone has done that in the past, feel free to shoot us an email. Let us know. We'd like to hear about that. And then there's LinkedIn, the professional networking site that I don't think any of us thought was going to actually last. I think Microsoft proved us wrong. But then again, Microsoft has made some major acquisitions in the past, uh, Hotmail, that didn't really work out as well as I think they expected to. Um, But LinkedIn, like most platforms, does not offer the users an option to name an administrator on their account in the event of their death. Now, unless the account's actually removed It will last basically forever. LinkedIn's not going to step in at any point without being asked and remove an account. If you want to remove an account, you can send a request that the account be deleted. If someone has passed away, there's a form that you can complete there, and that's going to be in the blog as well. You can click right on that, and you can send a request to them letting them know that the person has passed away, provide the documentation that they asked for, and they'll remove that account. And then moving on to our last one of this episode is Tumblr. Tumblr also does not currently have an option to name an account administrator in the event of a death. It hasn't codified a process at all, much like Snapchat. Um, however, there is a potential workaround, I think, there as well. There's an account management page where you can click contact us and provide the details of your request. That's another one. If you've done that or if you've heard anyone do that and you know it worked out, shoot us a message, let us know about that. And that really wraps up the major players in the social media game. Reddit users are going to be pissed. I know that. But... Reddit users, an executive decision had to be made. Feel free to email me with any questions. I've done the research. We can chat about that. I'll answer those questions on a video next week. Please don't downvote me for life. Um, but that wraps up our show this week. I'm currently on a waiting list for, a, for an eternamy account, uh, so I'll keep you updated on that. As soon as my virtual clone has achieved self-awareness, I'm handing the reins over to him and I'm going on vacation. I'm going to end every show with a book recommendation, and every book is going to be something I've personally read and recommended, not something I'm just pushing. The only kickback I'm going to be getting for that recommendation is that warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that I got all up inside your life and I made it a better place. But seriously, if you enjoyed the show, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating in the iTunes store. Those really are the things that help the show survive. Those are the metrics that we survive on. Uh, But more importantly, share the show with a friend. This is episode one, so this week's book recommendation is a personal favorite of mine, one of the most important books I have ever read. Uh, I wish I'd read this book years ago. That book is Mindset by Carol Dweck. The book attacks really the main thing responsible for holding us back in life, and it's really the one thing that we all have full control over, and that's our mindset. Dr. Dweck, she, she dives in deep, and comes up with actionable step-by-step processes to reshape our perceptions and change our minds. I cannot recommend this book enough. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. It really is a life changer. We're going to be back here next Friday with the first Future Self Podcast interview. Yay! with attorney Robert Bobby Sawyer. I could not be more excited. It is not often that you can call someone that is your age a mentor, but this guy has been a friend and mentor of mine for years. If you're looking to take your life from where it is, To where you want it to be there really isn't a better guest so tune in hear what bobby has to say i am super excited so until next time my friends remember every decision you make has lifelong consequences so make the decisions today that are going to make your future self your biggest fan been listening to the future self estate planning podcast if you're serious about planning for the future then we have exactly what you need check out our website at www.ingleslawfirm.com for more actionable estate planning content and grab your free copy of our ebook six things you need to know before making a will or living trust thanks for listening now get out there and give your future self something to cheer about you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat and Pinterest at Ingalls Law.